Warning. Every episode of the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast may contain spoilers for the show discussed, adult language, and adult situations. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast, episode 37. This week, I, myself, the man, the bro, the Nuni, am joined by my boys, Mike and Juan, in our continuation of this, the best mediocre podcast on the internet about anime and animation today. You could find us on virtually any podcast platform, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, or you could just visit our website, mbt.moe. Because we're more as fuck, and you can see our list of what we want to watch and what we've already covered. And uh, in this week's episode, we are going to be discussing an anime that I'm sure if you're like t- between like Mid-20s. 30 and 25, maybe you've heard of. It's called Paranoia Agent. Otherwise known as Mosu Dairinrin. Is that actually what it's called? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I see it. Dairinin. 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 Oh, it is Rinin. I'm just dyslexic. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. One of Satoshi Kon's famous uh, works put together. But before we do any of that, what have you guys been doing? What have you guys been watching? Have you seen the new Invader Zim trailer? And have you been just as uh, mediocrely mediocre as I have been? I have yet to see it, okay. but I know I, it exists. I've seen pieces of it, and I'm just like, eh. I mean, it's 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 a show. It's a show. Will it still have a following? Maybe. I mean, no, it definitely does. It does. Don't you well, remember all the hot topic shirts? They used to have conventions just for invaders. No, I mean, I'm saying like, will these these new kids follow it? I'm sure that when we go to San Japan, and we go to the rave, there's gonna be a guy in there. With an Invader Zim shirt. Oh. Did he say a girl? Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, with, a, with like a girl. Dude, is he gonna have a, is he gonna have like a girl on his t-shirt and like a bunch of piggy <laughs> stickers all over him? Fuck yeah! And he's gonna have mini moose on his shoulder. He's gonna have like green little lightsaber like glow sticks. He's gonna have those striped gloves that everybody's wearing now. And a cat in the hat hat. <laughs> And one of those masks that you wear to, like, you know, for to not get people sick or to not get sick from people that they wear in Japan. Yeah. And have one of those with, like, a kitty face on it. For, yeah. like, it's going to have Zim's grim grin on it or some <laughs> shit. I don't have some shit. But uh, I'm, I'm sure there's people that still, that are, like, cool, like me, because I was a big fan of the show. Um, I liked the show. I wasn't a big enough fan to be, like, you know, that guy. But... When I didn't have cable, um, I actually bought season three of Invader Zim, and I watched that in repeat with, uh, you know, all the extras and the narration on top of it and all that stuff various times in my teenage years because I had nothing else to watch. Mm. Also, like a tiny UMD disc sized thing, DVD, that just had episode one also. Dude, I I used to love watching movies and stuff on uh, my PSP with the little UMD disks. 
Yeah, yeah. dude, I would watch like Kung Fu Hustle and uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh shit. Yeah, I have that somewhere. Like I have the UMD like uh, boxes like somewhere. <laughs> what and, you uh, wipe out wipe out pulse, which is not a movie, but it is <laughs> the wipeout series is like one of the best fucking racing series ever. I'm really sad that we'll never get a PC release of that shit. <laughs> were you there when we were all in San Angelo and we rewatched Once Upon a Time in yeah. Mexico? Okay. Yeah. I was the one that kept suggesting it. All right. It's a perfect show. <laughs> It I is. It's great. Perfect movie. If yeah. you've ever seen Desperado, Watch you might Once hate <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Mexico. <laughs> you might actually hate it, but you might actually hate if, it if you turn your brain off. It's fucking great. It's fucking amazing. Um, it's like someone wrote a fan fiction <laughs> of like, of like the, of like, uh, it's not a retelling. It's like an after story of the Desperado series. And it's also like they they recall events from like the other series, the other movies and stuff. Yeah. But they do it in a way that's like they they make it like a lot more dramatic than it occurred, or like they they make it like really fantastical. And, yeah, like, all because this crazy all of a sudden, Robert Rodriguez got money, <laughs> 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 and he was like, "Yo, Doug, watch this." <laughs> oh, have you guys been keeping up with anything recently? Um, I've been actually watching um, like the recent anime with a friend of ours, Jose, because like he streams mm-hmm. it on Saturdays. Yeah. So we've been watching. Me and Juan have been watching like uh, stuff that like he shows. Because like we went through pretty much the whole list of the stuff in the season, and I'm actually surprised at like how many shows I actually found interesting this time around. Yeah, it seems from what you guys have been saying, there's a decent bit of shows that are actually maybe worth keeping up with. Yeah, like the one I'm most interested in is uh, it's called Planet With. It's about oh, like W I D T H. No, initially that's what I thought it was before mm-hmm. I looked at the title. It's Planet With, as in W I T H. Wow. And uh, it's it's a really weird plot. It's like this kid lives with a uh, this like maid girl and this giant cat man with creepy teeth because he has human teeth, and um, and they work together to fight the heroes of the story basically because he hates them for whatever reason it's just it's a it's a really like the story is kind of strange and stuff but it's uh it's it's pretty interesting so far i I like the designs of like the mechs that they use and everything Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, it's about like the cat yeah like the cat's personality or the cat's no the, the cat mech Oh. oh, the cat mech, I could do without it. Like, I mean, I understand what they're going for because it's supposed yeah. to be like an antithesis to theirs, but I don't like the eyes. But I... in the preview of the OP, they show like an upgraded form that looks better, but the eyes still stand out too much to me. <laughs> like, I feel like the face is like the, the face, the helmet, the, the head is like yeah. a bit disproportionate to the rest of the body. Yeah. I I just wish they kind of kept the design as like the other mix, yeah, or something similar. But in black, the other ones are in, in kind of golden ivory. Yeah, like they look like uh, like I guess more, like like they were carved out of something. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the main character is is a synthetic version of theirs. It's like technological and stuff, but it doesn't. Like yeah. it, it doesn't look as good as I would expect. What it's trying to go for would be. Yeah. But I mean, it's, but I, I I can tolerate. I it. do like the main character's like visor helmet thing. Oh, I love that thing, dude! 
he he wears this like weird like grill visor thing on his face to like mask his actual looks, and uh, it, it looks really neat. His mentor turns into a uh, the mech by voring him. Wait, by by voring him. Yes, he, oh. he he eats him and then he crystallizes and then he turns into the mech. And then is, the main character becomes G Gundam. Is this uh sexualized in any way? Mm, surprisingly not in the first two episodes, nothing sexual has happened. Wow. What is this? Not anime? Well <laughs> Alright, Juan. Last time you told me about the shows that you were seeing. Yeah. Uh are they still pretty much the same? Yeah, I like cells at work. The platelets are still adorable. Yeah, I yeah. I like the white blood cell. He's pretty cool. I've been seeing more and more about cells at work. It's Osmosis Jones, the anime. That's that's <laughs> what I said. Yeah. Friend of ours keeps trying to spoil it because he's like, oh, well, in the mind. I'm like, no, you shut up. You shut your mouth. And <laughs> so that's that's that. Because, like, I brought up, uh, I was like, I wonder if there's going to be a pill in the series. And then he's like, well! And I was like, <laughs> no! no. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, no! I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear any of it. So we left it as is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, what else? Banana Fish? Uh, yeah, Banana Fish is interesting. Banana Fish is very interesting. It's very but- interesting. But when does a live action portion come in and sells of work? And when does Bill Murray come out? <laughs> when does he pop a zit onto the school teacher's lips? And wipe well, it off? Jones was such a gross movie. Like, it the is. movie itself is so gross. Well, I I guess the zit popping was the second episode of Sells at Work. Is that actually, is that actually a thing? Well, it talks about skin abrasion. So there was like yeah. open wounds. Beautiful. Technically the same thing. Yeah. Oh, what other shows have we been watching? Oh, Angels of Death. I show. I, I read the manga one. I went ahead and read the manga. You're Do you want listening. me to tell you what it more or less turns into? Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a shitty offshoot of Danganronpa. It. It, it seemed like it didn't know what it wants to be because the first episode it was really more doesn't. serious, and then. This episode was the first episode is literally as serious as it's gonna get. Um, like I, I've looked ahead and like I said, I read the manga and I saw like video game playthroughs and everything and I was just like this. No when you not say very good. It's a shitty offshoot. Is it actually linked to Danganronpa? No. It's just like it, it, it feels like it wants to kind of try to be like that. Okay. But then it also wants to try to be like I can't remember the name of that and um id or something like that um Um, the one with the girl that's in the portrait yeah that okay it's it it shares a lot of similar elements to that it's just like like the the game or the the series uh angels of death it just it really feels like uh like it's like a mishmash of like popular indie games and stuff that they just stuff together and i just don't like the guy's laughing or his his <laughs> character Juan, at all. I just Bakugo. don't go. I just don't like his character at all. No, like, I don't like it either. He's he's very he's edgy for the sake of it. Yeah. And then his when you get his background story, you like I don't know. You you could kind of be like, oh, that's so sad. But then it's it's still retarded. And then yeah. like it gets even stupider later. It's just it's just really stupid. Mm. I I I genuinely did not enjoy it. I mean, I like, guess 
It sounds like they're just throwing in stuff. It is. Like, it, it feels like this is, like, they were marketing towards, like, the, I'm the, sorry, the, 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 the deviant art, like, oh, God, yeah. like, like the, the they, they were, people yeah, they were, they were catering towards, like, the, you know, those, like, outcast teenagers that, like, I'm a dark outcast. Like, people don't like me because they don't truly understand who I am. And it's like that, like that's that's what so that is. So you're telling me it's the Invader Zim of anime. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's just not my thing. I don't. I I say it's not good. I mean, other people. I mean, certainly a lot of other people disagree because of how popular it is. But I just, it's just not good in my opinion. It's just I've, I uh. I never went through that phase, I guess, like in in high school or anything, where I felt that way. So I can't yeah. really relate. I you never became the dark flame master. <laughs> I never did. I never had my eighth grader syndrome. <laughs> I mean, some some would argue that I'm still going through that with me buying uh, fucking children's belts and shit and doing poses and stuff. But I I never went through the edgy phase. Uh. I, I never went through the 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 whole fucking I am the darkness phase. I never went through the fuck Batman phase. <laughs> oh god, I forgot that that came out this week. <laughs> Stuff's happening at a uh, San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> Things are occurring. I mean that there's a lot of shit that's been coming out. Uh, that's where the Invader Zim thing also came out from. Yeah. Uh, I have been hesitant to look at the news because there's like a lot of bullshit happening and I don't want to skim through things I don't care about, but I'll do that eventually. So I want to try something different this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know how we just kind of, I always put like the warning or I don't know if you guys ever listen to the show actually, but I usually Uh, put a warning at the beginning and I'm like, you know, warning. Every episode of the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast contains spoilers for the show discussed, adult language, and adult situations. And you record it every single time. I record it every single time, except once um, when I recorded it, and I was like, I'm just going to save this, and I'll just paste it in front. Wait, I mean, you, I, I do you really? You should do that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I record it I, every I, single I figure, time. I figure you would just save it and then just paste it. I was just the... kidding. I didn't know Juan. Did Juan? Did you see how much time that took? It doesn't take time. I, can, I, know, I, I just I say it because I said, I "What's think. the point of having this uh, like ten second recording?" And then the one time I did do it, um, it was another time that I had my door open and the crickets were super loud, and even the I had to noise reduce it so hard that it sounded like I was underwater. So I was just like, "Oh fuck it! I want I'll just record it again. What's the fucking point?" I might as well just say it. It's just 10 seconds out of the uh, technically two hours that I take uh, editing, only because I listen through the whole show, basically. Which I maybe shouldn't do. You know, there are better ways of doing it, but whatever. It's my way. My way or the highway. So I want to (laughs) try and... Basically, instead of uh, doing the recommendation, see if we'd recommend it at the end. See if we'd recommend it in the beginning. So, Paranoia Agent came out in 2004. 
a lot of us, most of us, by us, I mean uh, us three, were exposed mm-hmm. to it, you know, probably through Adult Swim or something. Yeah. Uh, do you think that you'd, like, before somebody actually listens to the rest of this podcast, because it's going to be filled with, you know, bullshit. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you actually recommend somebody to watch this? Oh, yeah. Uh, Definitely. I mean, it depends on the type of person. If it's someone that, like, they don't really like to... Like, even if it's very shallow and, like, it's uh, symbolism and everything like that, um, I know people who would rather not think very hard when watching anime or something like that. But So yeah. those kind of people, I would avoid showing it to. Um, uh, but, like, uh, like just showing it to, like, someone that's, like, getting into it and stuff like that, and I don't want them to fall into the trap of, like, this anime is nothing but harems. Uh, I I would probably show it to them, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, like most adult some shows, uh, this is something that you could show to somebody who's not not necessarily just getting into it, but maybe they've seen, like, the Naruto's or the Boku no Heroes or whatever. And they're like, I wonder what else is out there. And you could be like, oh, have you uh, seen Paranoia Agent? Because I tend to... And I, I don't know if this is still the same, but whenever I was getting into watching the animus, the reason that I you know, sought, at, sought after it was because it was different than what we're exposed to here in general, like mm. the animation here. Uh, whether it's because of the you know, narrative throughout the entire thing or if it's because of the kooky and wacky and crazy things that go on. And this show happens to have both. Yeah. The kooky, wacky things and the, you know, not, you know, you don't have to dig too deep to understand what this show is about. Yeah. But, you yeah. Know, it's good enough. Uh, yeah. And like I was telling Nuni before the podcast, uh, the guy that made this anime in Perfect Blue and... uh what was the other anime, Nuni? Uh, Paprika, Millennium Actress. Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. Uh, he's considered the David Lynch of Japan, or the Japanese David Lynch. And uh, it kind of shows because David Lynch does have that, I don't know, the, that, that type of cinematography or that type of uh, storytelling where it's, it could be kind of bizarre or it could be um, rooted in reality, but the the characters are like schizophrenic of some sorts or they have hallucinations. Um, and I kind of like those stories because they're, they're kind of, they kind of have a mystery to it. And I, I gravitate towards more to the mystery side of, of the genre. I like a lot of Satoshi Kon's work. I would recommend this last action, like, in the whole scheme of his entire things, I'd recommend this last. But, really? you know, it's, yeah, I mean, come yeah. on. And Tokyo Godfathers or Perfect Blue or yeah, and I, any, I anything Tokyo else. Godfather. Yeah, I, I see Tokyo Godfather being like the first one, but you think a, a Perfect Blue would be one of the first things that you show them? I mean, not to somebody that's new. Well, actually, yeah, probably somebody that's new. Many, we- Nuni, we were mindfucked the whole time we watched it. It was amazing. I was the transitions were great. I, I had no idea what was happening. I was like, <laughs> oh, I think I understand. No, I was completely wrong. Well, cut. He, oh, he does oh. such a, I don't know, it, it's, he does such a good, good job in that show of just he like creates, transitioning. He creates a really good atmosphere, like, mm. like uh, the, 
like the tenseness and the mystery like you you, you genuinely like you're you're constantly like left uh in the dark as to like what the fuck is happening and i i don't know i i just i, I really love like i said the atmosphere he he uh, creates and he he did an excellent job with paranoid agent especially mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, not as fucking crazy and trippy as a uh, Perfect Blue, but yeah. it's still I still like it whenever it's done. <laughs> so Definitely. that being said, let's just get into it. So where'd you guys watch it, or where'd you guys uh hear about it before? Did you see it before we actually did the thing or now? I saw. I- one episode of it one time in Adult Swim when I got out of the taco truck. I was waiting for Ghost in, I was waiting for Ghost in the Shell. And You're like, it, it fucking like, stupid guess. dog. Yeah, I was like, I guess. And it was that one episode where uh, they, they caught Lil Slugger. Ah, the worst episode. Yeah. But I only saw maybe a few episodes of it. I was like, eh, I'm going to watch some Mexican television I'll, and I'll come back. So for me... I uh I watched it like the majority of it when I was younger cuz they replayed it and the first mm-hmm. time I watched it um I got through like halfway like I watched it every Saturday or whatever I got halfway mm-hmm. through it and then stuff happened and like I ended up missing it a few episodes and then when I uh, tuned back into it one week um Were you like, suddenly the there happened? was a superhero with uh, def- he was fighting hand to hand against uh, ah, little slugger. Little slugger. <laughs> and I was like I was like what the f- what the fuck is happening? And then he's talking about like wake up sheeple and like all this other <laughs> stuff. And like I mean, I was like thirteen or something at the time, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I was baffled. Like I had no idea what was happening. And then well, months later they reran it, and I was like, okay, I understand this a bit more, but I'm still lost in quite a few things. Yeah. And then we're rewatching it now. I, I I'm like, oh, everything's okay. just so obvious. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I was stupid. Yeah. I mean. You want to think that you're not as naive as you are when you're young, because uh, I also watched this show before, but um, I don't exactly. It was like before I moved to Austin. I, I was still in high school, I think, but I didn't remember anything about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, I remember at the end, like the dog transformed into this gigantic blackness, and I forgot why." But <laughs> watching it now, I'm like, "Oh, there's still no reason," but it's a. Uh, supposed to be symbolic of this except symbolic yeah. in a literal sense yeah because it's yeah, actually like, happening when i was younger it, it it didn't dawn on me that like uh because like under my assumption like or upon watching it the second time when i thought i had figured it out i was like oh okay so all of this is in their head and they're just kind of like projecting this onto the world and it's not actually happening but then like like i said i started watching it again and i was like all this shit actually was fucking happening like <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. This was yeah, like things had just gotten progressively worse, and because of people's delusions, it actually became a fact, and it was actually happening, and Little Slugger was actually appearing because of this shit happening. Because of fucking people not wanting to do their thing. Yeah, and it was. I mean, people wanted to put the responsibilities or put the blame on other things, and so and, you know the entity fed on that, and it grew. And, you know, and uh, watching it the second time, I caught on to the, you know. He, you're literally introduced to the concept right at the beginning with the conversations that people have. Yeah, at the beginning, like, oh, and you're you know, coming up with, with excuses, and you're like, "Oh, yeah," where they're like, "It's not my fault." Yeah, and all this yeah. other stuff. And, or like, "Oh, sorry, I can't make it to work. I'm stuck in traffic." And he's just parked under. He's a bridge just parked somewhere. under the thing with his legs on the thing. 
Yeah. And I didn't. Uh, I thought that that was going to be like a little piece of the show. I didn't think it was going to. That was going to be the message behind the entire thing. Yeah, yeah they, right off the bat. right off the bat, and then at the very end, it comes full circle, and the fucking yeah. old crazy man becomes. You know, you see the transformation that turns uh, the detective into the old crazy man. And even though and I it happens again, and it happens again, and uh, now the cat's gonna be the gigantic blackness. <laughs> and even though I didn't like that episode where, you know, the little RPG thing happened, um, I still I'm kind of glad that it happened because it gave us that crazy detective fighting off little slugger. That slugging. was so <laughs> strange. Like, like even watching it now, I'm like, ah, oh, that's so. And it was funny because, like, I didn't expect that detective, like, uh, even rewatching it, like, you, you wouldn't expect him to turn out to be, like, you know, that turn into, like, a superhero dude. Yeah. Especially yeah. with how he talked about the girl at the beginning. Because, like, his only draw to her was that he wanted to fuck her. That was, that was his only, like, thing. He's just like, oh, we got to treat the girl nice. You know, she's really cute and stuff. And, and uh, like, the, the whole, all the sexual innuendo and everything. And then yeah, he yeah, turns the out peach. to be a dude that's trying to, just shouting, same. wake up, people. <laughs> Get woke and so, he, was, yeah. <laughs> he was middle class Batman. He was, he was middle, middle class, class Batman. Batman. Uh, Honestly, I don't know, though, man. yeah, it's, I, I think it, it's it was like lower class yeah. Batman. He's, I I really enjoyed um, two episodes of this. Uh, I really love the episode with Ichi, the student. And I love the episode with the detective, not the not the superhero one, the the older one where he's in that where he's trapped in the in his in the little world. world. Yeah, yeah I I loved like the I loved how everything looked in that world. I, I loved yeah. like all of that and how he went through the motions of that and like with his daughter and everything. I, I love that shit. And then with Ichi, I loved um the the music. I I fucking love the music yeah. from this show. It's so fucking good and like <laughs> it's so like it fits with everything. And like I love how eerie it is, especially Ichi's episode. Like it's got like um a little bit of rap playing in the background. But even then, like the the way the 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 beat is going and everything, and the way like you know yeah. how he's always happy and how it plays at like certain moments, like it's it's good because like this kid is delusional as fuck, and when the bubble gets burst or whatever, and he's at his wit's end and he's freaking out or whatever, the music starts playing again. I love that shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it, it was such an uncomfortable episode to watch, and like I said, that's what I really love about this director. Like he's really good at making that like a Candy Valley kind of thing. Like yeah. with the opening, uh, everybody's smiling and laughing and stuff like that. And like the way the sound song starts, or the way the song sounds, it sounds like it's supposed to be like an upbeat or uplifting song. And then you see, you the, see lyrics the lyrics, and you're like, and, ah. yeah, it is, yeah. And uh, and then the ending song too, uh, like where everybody's laying in the grass. I, I don't oh, know if yeah. you noticed the detail with that, but with every episode, they added to the to list the of people sleeping in the grass. Yeah. Yeah, and just the sound of it too. Like it was such like a simple sound to it, but it was so creepy. I didn't like the ending at first, but um, you know, at the very end of the show, I was like, "This is a good way to end it." I like yeah. it. And Satoshi Kon's also really, um, or was really into this. Uh, the guy that did the music for this also, because he was actually a fan of his, and he sought after him to make sure that he would be able to get him onto this he also did the music for paprika uh which satoshi mm -hmm. directed and uh, the old berserk animated show mm. yeah 
I, I was telling Juan the uh, the lyrics of the song um, are apparently uh, where, where is it? it says uh, turtles have heavy shells. People said they walk slow, and so what people think it is is um, the lyrics are supposed to be about Ichi's uh, thoughts on the the other kid, the fat kid. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only song that actually has lyrics other than the uh, intro. Yeah, I, I think it is. The other mm-hmm. ones were just like background. Yeah. As far yeah. as I remember, it's it for the opening. The episodes that really stood out to me um one was even though i didn't i liked the episode i just didn't like the people in the episode was you know the animation episode oh yeah (laughs) and there were two more there was the uh the fucking corrupted cop's daughter like that whole story also Mm. stood out to me along with the episode with uh the detective's wife because um, it was mostly a dialogue episode, but it was interesting enough to keep me interested in it throughout the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, because the the uh, detective's wife, I found that interesting because out of everyone that that was met by Little Slugger, she was the one that survived because she owned up to uh, her mistakes. She didn't blame anyone. I mean, so, and and out of everybody that was met with Lil Slugger, she was a, maybe the only person that was actually um, had a legitimate reason for wanting to be uh, wanting like a quick fix to her problem. Yeah, uh, because everybody else was just, you know, oh, it's not my fault. It's not my fault. And hers wasn't actually her fault because, you know, she had a disease. Yeah. And she can't help it in the in any sense of the word literal yeah yeah uh my favorite episode was that one and um the that one girl with multiple personalities oh yeah the tutor yeah the, the tutor, tutor where, yeah the tutor <laughs> slept where she was a uh an escort girl by night and uh, a tutor slash uh, intern by day yes i i saw future nuni in uh in that episode talking to his little girls <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> I just remember. <laughs> uh, that one. That was just weird. Do you, Do you really see yourself as uh as the sleazy det- uh fucking reporter, Nanny? No, you're thinking of the wrong guy, Mike. Yeah. Oh, My little girls are the little monitas, not actual. Oh, that guy. Yes, yeah. the the one that they were questioning and shit. I love that they they go and ask him. They're like, "Have you seen anything in the neighborhood that's suspicious or anything?" No, no, absolutely not. And he's got like like he's just walking, just having the front door of his apartment yeah. open. <laughs> open. He has open all and you see all that shit leaking out. Yeah. Cool. So that's yeah, me, and then you see me <laughs> fucking her, and completely ignoring her afterwards, just to tell everybody, "Did you see me? I did good. No, did you like that?" God. All right, and what, funny. <laughs> I mean, I can't promise anything. Life, <laughs> life is a is a beautiful descent of spiral, and hopefully <laughs> that spiral will decide to go up one day. But we'll see where it where I get. We'll keep you afloat. We we may not be able to uplift you, Nuni, but we'll keep you afloat. Yeah, <laughs> we'll keep you above a certain point. <laughs> and that's that's the that's the you know Man, that's, that's a that's, true that's meaning of friendship. <laughs> Just be good enough. And the episodes that I hated the most was like I said when they caught the fake little slugger, and the fucking episode with the chismosas. 
the cheese yeah, yeah the gossiping ladies i yeah. loved it because they had all these different <laughs> like uh they came up with all these random like thing oh yeah well little slugger did this yeah i i get why they were there because you know the the fake little slugger was to present the idea of the paranoia and then the chismosas were there to you know what's the word like show how much it's spread and how everyone's blaming everything on little slugger as opposed to their own shortcomings yeah but or they're just making up stories and then yeah. This one girl is like, well, this happened. They're like, eh, that's stupid. And yes. then they're making up their own stories. Yeah. And then <laughs> they, they've even like lied and said, oh, I remember watching that, you know, baseball yeah. game that little story popped up in. Do you remember? Do you it's remember? been on the news. God. They're such fucking shit. And then, lies spread quickly. Lies spread quickly. <laughs> and then uh, at the very end, she got what she wanted. She got her story. And all yeah. she cared about was... uh. How her fucking husband got smacked. <laughs> yeah. Her husband almost died. What was your least favorite episode one? Mm, which, what could it be? I guess I didn't like the uh, the corrupted cop. The, was was it the, the big nose cop? Or yeah. was he a cop? Yeah, he was a cop. He was uh, yeah. the cop whose daughter was, uh, you know, the, the one that was getting filmed secretly because he was... That's that's why he has those um, mommy those issues. Cameras. Yeah. Yeah, he had the cameras in the room. Yeah, because he was the same cop that was fucking the split personality tutor. And, you know, whose daughter was the one that ran away and stuff. Oh, yeah. Laces of a thread. Yeah. Or threads uh, of a lace or whatever. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone was, like, moderately or, like, slightly connected. I mean, Ichi's connection to... Uh, Sukiko was literally just her seeing him like ride past her uh, while she was at yeah, the that one time. cafe with the that sleazy reporter guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and everything everything was connected enough to where at the end you're like, I see. Yeah, and the funny thing is that the reason that this anime even exists is because when such, during the making of uh, Perfect Blue, Millennium Actress, and Tokyo Godfathers. Satoshi Kon said that he had a bunch of ideas that he wasn't able to implement because of time. And he was like, man, I want to use those ideas. So I made this show. After that said, you could see, and not in a bad way, but you could see that all those, you know, his recycled ideas being put together with a single thread, which isn't a bad thing. It's still. Yeah. Yeah. I was coherent enough. I was going to say. Yeah. The only real issue I had was that at times I understand that like it was uh, like, you know, that they were doing it on purpose, but like it felt like going from episode to episode. Sometimes it was a bit jarring, like uh, the way they transitioned some stuff, like especially, like I said, the superhero thing, even mm-hmm. going from one episode, like the episode before the, the detective becoming a superhero to mm-hmm. the next. Like it was like, you know, everything ends like a certain way and then you get to that and then he's just suddenly like you hear his voice. It's got like a. Oh, slightly he's rest. like. Yeah, yeah, like a radio. rasp, and, and it's just like going down the the road really quickly, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then he's like, and then it just cuts to him fighting little slugger in the park, and it's the version of him that the ladies had made up, yeah. the, the tall one. 
and he's just fighting him and then it turns into a monster and they're fighting and he's like being thrown through like walls and stuff and i was like what the fuck is happening and i was like is this like perfect blue where they're having fights on the rooftops and shit? <laughs> but no this was actually happening they're flying and doing all that shit and then the dude gets the fucking golden bat that isn't that crooked isn't crooked the one that's uh symbolic for her uh what are, yeah sagi's dad's hope that one day her daughter will tell him the truth then it's a fucking bet that solves all the problems yep the the the, the straight golden bat. yeah the the one the sim it was the symbolic of truth there you of go. a personal responsibility there you go that you let a dog you, that you let a puppy die and that you let a puppy die like a little bit before watching the last episode uh i linked some of the you know some of the things that i had seen um when I, and in uh what's this called the thing that we use in discord i linked some of the things that i had seen um because i was actually looking up paranoia agent satoshi kon interview and they just happened to pop up but in the interview itself um satoshi kon says that whenever you're a kid usually whenever you don't want to do something you just all of a sudden get a tummy ache like whenever you don't want to go to school you tell people that you have a tummy ache and you don't want to go to school and if you keep saying it enough that your tummy will start actually hurting and then it'll hurt more and more the more you think about it whether it's actually hurting more or you're making it hurt more and he feels like this problem continues into adulthood uh where he doesn't know if it's always been like this or not but um you know the tummy aches keep happening uh it's just that adults are better at making up stories than kids are and i thought that it was pretty funny that at the end she got a tummy ache <laughs> and let go of the thing and her dog got run over but was it a tummy ache it looked like she was just you know it looked like had she was having shit. menstrual cramps she, like, I mean, she could have. I mean, menstrual cramps. Why she was like ten? Well, that you know, doesn't bar it from happening. Actually, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, we we could just simplify it as a stomach ache. I mean, it's essentially they are, you know, it is abdominal pain. So we'll just go with that. Either way, she let the puppy die. She lied about it, and uh, you know, the lie built upon another lie. And uh, refusing to take personal responsibility, the thing manifested, and then everyone else took advantage of it. They're like, wouldn't it be nice to be able to pass off all of my problems onto something else and say it's not my fault? Why doesn't that fat kid get uh, hit in the back of the head? Yeah. And then uh, why don't I get hit in the back of the head? Oh, wait, that, <laughs> that, uh, that was some other guy, actually. That was a real hit to <laughs> I mean, well, the thing with the Ichi was, like, it shows, like, you know, he goes into the cartoon world, and then he gets hit by the little slugger, but, like, did he get hit by him in the room, or what happened exactly? Like, that that was the thing that kind of threw me off with that one. He got hit by the fake little slugger. Okay. And the, yeah. From what I, actually, no, he got hit by the, you know, in, in quotes, hit by the real little slugger. And the fake one only hit the fat kid. Because yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I meant. Like he, the, cause like the 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 fat kid got hit by the fake one. I, I know that, but it's just like Ichi. 
was also looking for a way out. So, and then he gets hit by that in the cartoon world thing. But yeah, yeah. Ich- Ichi just got hit because he wanted a way out. You know, right after he saw it, he was like, "Oh boy, now is my chance. I got hit too." <laughs> there you go. There you go. Also, getting a dog in Japan is fucking crazy expensive. Um, I know. Yeah, I know that that doesn't. Um, that we don't know that. The only reason that I actually know that is because of a podcast that I listened to years and years ago about somebody trying to get their dog into Japan and talking about how it's about as expensive, do like trying to get your dog into Japan or buying a dog in Japan because they're very strict on what animals can and can't leave the country. Uh, and even if you're trying to bring a dog into Japan, it takes like about a month to keep because they keep him to see if he has any diseases and if he mm. passes he can stay and if he doesn't he you know he can't come in which yeah. is why they also can eat like raw eggs and shit because their chickens were also um what's the word not strained but yeah you know they were processed in that similar fashion yeah. and basically the dogs in Japan are like the supposedly uh, you know, disease-free as best that they can be, and you have to be a pretty rich person or save up a lot of money in order to get a dog. So her just letting the dog get run over is a pretty big deal. Thousands of dollars. Damn. But I don't know. This this whole anime reminds me of that one quote from uh, Ghost in the Shell, where Bato says, uh, "How can how can one's face become so twisted and still blame the mirror?" Right, because they're just passing off uh, their own uh, personal issues to something, something else. Yeah, I like that. That's what I kept thinking of when I was watching this anime. Is that in the movie or is that in the show? It's in the movie, uh, Innocence. Oh, in Innocence. Mm-hmm. It's not in your in your favorite live action adaptation. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna get the DVD just to see like the special effects and the and that be, the, uh, it's really cheap right now. I know, really I know, but I'm right just, now. I'm just like, should I get it or should I not? And I also saw that, um, apparently, Ghost in the Shell, uh, standalone complex is now out of print supposedly, and I kind of want to get it because it's in Walmart oh. right now. Yeah, good thing I got it because because uh when I went with Nuni and Gabe to Walmart one night, I was like, Oh look, standalone complex. Wouldn't it be nice if I got it? And then I just grabbed it and took it with me. Oh yeah, I remember <laughs> you, you yeah, I was there with you at Walmart and you're like, Oh, look at this, Mike. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And then you just threw it in the basket. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the right now the only reason that you should maybe own a Blu-ray or DVD is for the extras and the commentary mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, because um, I, I I really like the visuals of the movie. I just don't like the movie itself. Yeah, because a lot. I mean, I'm surprised that not a lot of people upload all that stuff because I feel like yeah. that's the most interesting thing. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on the show, I guess, or the movie yeah. or whatever. And and also, uh, this is my my OCD. Uh, like just thinking about it, I want to sync the the song, uh, like the the song that should have come up when uh, they were creating the the shelling sequence, uh-huh. and, and see sync how it with the live live action <laughs> shelling sequence. Yeah, and 
And the only reason why I want to do that is because I've seen some videos on YouTube where they attempt it, but it, they don't do it good enough. They they don't do it good enough. They don't time it right. I'm just like, damn it, this isn't right. And so you leave an <laughs> angry comment and you tell them thumbs down. <laughs> um, did you guys? <laughs> so Shonen, did you guys watch this subbed or dubbed? dubbed. I watched it dubbed. I, I had gotten halfway through. That's why I asked in the morning. I went halfway through it dubbed, and I was like, somebody needs to watch this subbed. And then Nuni said, okay. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to finish it dubbed again. Yeah, I was watching it mostly mostly subbed because I was like, I wonder how... I mean, I was originally planning on watching it dubbed because, you know, I just like uh, being able to not pay attention at times. Whereas yeah. if I watch it subbed, then my face is constantly at the screen and I have to focus all attention to it. Yeah. Um, you know, I I don't usually go about and do other things, but whenever it's um a lot of dialogue going on, I tend to uh like get on my PC or go do other things, cook food because okay. I've been working too much recently. I I have to like do this in between. But in Japanese, they call little slugger shonen bato. And I was gonna ask you guys, what do you prefer, Lil Slugger or Shonen Bet? Lil Slugger. Lil Slugger. Lil Slugger. Shonen Bet sounds fucking stupid. Yes, it does. <laughs> they called him Bet Shonen, and they're like, no, Bet Shonen sounds dumb. It should be Shonen Bet. <laughs> and I was actually, <laughs> I was actually watching it with Gabriel when they said that because uh, we watched the first episode together, and he was like, oh yeah, that'll make it sound better. <laughs> The the translations, I don't know. I, I just like the dubbing. I've never seen the show to begin with, just that one episode. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, I like, the, the, they, they did a good job with the voices. Yeah, they did do a good job. Uh, I found the company. It's called New Generation Pictures. They do a lot of video game stuff, but they also do a few uh, anime mm-hmm. titles. Some of them being Helsing Ultimate. And uh, the Bayonetta anime thing, among a bunch of other things. It, I wish this anime were... It's not that it's hard to find, because if you type it into you know any mm-hmm. pirate site, you could find it. But yeah. it's just not... It's. I wish it were easier to look for, uh, along with Satoshi Kon's other stuff. Yeah. Oh, my other favorite one is the, the ghost episode ghost episode yeah where it's with the, the two guys and and a little girl and they kill themselves oh um, oh the suicide pack yeah yeah right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was my favorite one oh, that was my geez. other favorite why did i one? forget right? about that i i think the reason that we forgot about it is because it kind of doesn't fit the fit show with the it, show it doesn't. yeah yeah the only, girl meets up with them yeah, yeah the only connection they have was little slugger yeah i dude it was pretty fucked up <laughs> that that little girl wanted to kill herself, or I guess killed yeah. herself. Yeah. There was no warning. To and that they really didn't want. Her. They didn't. They really wanted no part of her. But yeah. also, that guy survived getting fucking run over by that train. Yeah. Well, well, I, well, he I guess not killed. run over. I guess he just got hit by a fucking train. He got hit by a train, but he he really did die. Nah. No, that was that was one nah. of the clues. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like to think 
that he just got up and he started walking back. <laughs> and he was like the fucking hurt. All bloody All and bloody mangled. mangled. <laughs> oh, God. That completely felt like an idea that he had left over for Tokyo Godfathers because yeah. it literally felt like I was watching a little offshoot of that series. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I, I don't know if it was just because there were like three of them together and who knows, maybe like the way that he set it up gave off the same vibe as Tokyo Godfathers, but yeah, it really felt like uh, 100% that was an idea he had left over from that, from that show. <laughs> Yeah, and it's one of those episodes where it's like you could you could have gone without it, but it, it's something that you really shouldn't skip because it's its own little story and it's uh yeah it yeah. was so it's a nice story like they yeah. just, it was a side story like it had nothing to do with the main plot line or anything it was just and realistically all of these all of these stories seem to be I mean they are self contained actually yeah which is a you know you could jump in and watch yeah, any of them except for maybe related, the last two like, yeah. Maybe the last no. three, no. But yeah. every other one, you could just kind of jump in. Knowing after watching this that, um, you know, there were leftover ideas from Tokyo Godfathers and Millennium Actress and Perfect Blue, you could definitely tell which one. Or I, I, I won't say definitely because I haven't seen Millennium Actress. I just know that it's a similar idea to Perfect Blue in just mm. a more positive light than perfect blue mm. but you could definitely tell what ideas were left over from what series the animation the animator episode gave off you know perfect blue vibes just like yeah. the you know the three trying to kill themselves gave off tokyo godfather vibes <laughs> but is it really you know a more upbeat anime when even the opening is about committing suicide yes no (laughs) i mean at least in perfect blue that girl got away i mean yeah you know stuff happened but i guess guess a lot of things you know a lot of things happen but she's alive in the end if you want to look on the bright side i guess i mean she's alive and from the looks of it it seems like she's doing fine with her career now that she's gotten rid of all of her baggage if you think about it though she kind of like let all of that shit die with um her her man- what was she turned was her it again? Her, was it her, her manager or was it something? No, no, she was, was her, she was her talent agent. Yeah. She was yeah, her talent yeah, yeah. agent. That that was the feeling I got yeah. from the end of Perfect Blue. So I mean, I guess I could see where like he was saying that he left or like he didn't get to implement like some of the stuff he wanted to in Paranoia Agent because thinking about like little things like that, I, I could kind of see where they're sort of like on the same you know wavelength. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of directors they have to throw out a lot of these like plots and, and stuff and they just put it in like books and stuff so you see like in the uh you know behind the scenes kind of deal like what it could have been but in this yeah. one he was just like what if i make an anime based off of this one piece dude i have or... all these ideas how do i lace <laughs> how do i put them all together ah paranoia and it's paranoia. paranoia. It's like imagination, but better because it's fucking crazy. <laughs> and then he ended up uh, making episodes of each of his ideas. Yeah, and I like. I really, you know, I'm happy this exists. Yeah. I'm glad he got to do this. Good for you, Satoshi Kon. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are. <laughs>
wherever you are. In anime land. How do you feel about it getting going for full circle at the end? Uh, satisfying. Yeah, it was a very satisfying feeling. You like the yeah. you like the the detective. I love the it. Tie suit. I love it mm-hmm. when the mystery is like, like when a mystery comes around like that, like all the pieces finally come together. It's very nice. Yeah. And it makes sense because it's it wasn't just this otherworldly phenomenon that it happened. Granted, it, it, <laughs> it, it was an otherworldly <laughs> phenomenon. What I'm trying to say is it, it became that way, but the idea was that this was mass hysteria. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was mass hysteria. It was mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah, it was willed into that because mm-hmm. people believed so hard that it existed that it eventually did. And it got way out of control. Yeah. So it was mass hysteria personified, but I like how it came in for full circle because it wasn't an isolated event and it sounds like it happened before and it's gonna happen again. Yeah. And I don't I don't know what it is, but I liked that um at the very like I I forgot if it was actually after the credits, but like after the credits uh i'm assuming the detective comes out in his little bow tie suit and he's like look at me now oh yeah and i don't know what it is about that it was just really satisfying to see that at the very end even though i completely skipped all of them all of the old man (laughs) after the credits telling me things i i didn't even know that wasn't thing until i watched the first episode with gabriel and i was like (laughs) whoa i didn't know this happened i never stayed after the credits (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a bunny you must dance with the bunny oh the old man died also yeah yeah <laughs> uh any last words well, i mean and I, I, I i believe we we said the, the thing that to be said. said and i give it four bats out of five four bats out of five Four golden bets. How bent are these bets? Let's say they're at a 45 degree angle. Fuck. (laughs) That's that's one bent ass bet. That's pretty bad. Jesus Christ. It's it's beat a lot of people in the past. That's filthy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like even though it lulls in in the middle uh and it doesn't even lull for that long. It's just those two episodes, yeah. I think. Uh, the fucking Chismosa episode and the fake Little Slugger episode. Um, I'd still, I still really enjoyed the stories in the beginning and then the little, not roller coaster ride, but like the, uh, the minecart ride around <laughs> the zoo <laughs> that that I went on at the end. And I was like, this is fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd give it, uh, let's say, like a three, a 3.8 bent bats at like a, uh, let's give it a 22 degree angle, 22 and a half <laughs> degree angle. I'd, I'd say a four, 4.5, mainly because I fucking love the music and the visuals of this. Um. So, yeah. yeah but a four, 4.5 angled bats. Nah, dude, I'll, I'll give it a fucking, like, 180 degree. Whoa, Jeez. some fucking obtuse-ass <laughs> bet? Yeah. <laughs> Just 
obtuse. It's it's like folded it's, on it's, itself. No, nah, no. Nah. Yes. No, nah, no. Nah, it's it's Wait, so is it folded on it's itself so obtuse or is straight. it? Yeah, I was gonna say, is it folded on itself or is it straight? No, it it because Mike got it and he folded it to the point. No, it's folded. <laughs> he folded it each half. end to the opposite ends and made it <laughs> straight again. So you there's a big knot in the middle. That. Yeah, <laughs> he like hammered it until it got straight. Yes. And as far as what we're gonna watch next, so I have. Well, let's say four candidates. I don't know if you guys... I don't know who put these on the list or if I put them on, but they're here. Uh, We have Read or Die. We have Gunsmith Cats. We have Golden Boy. Or we have Shonan Junai Gumi, which is the OVAs that are before Great Teacher Onizuka. I vote... uh... Oh, wait, is this a voting system? Yeah, it's a voting system. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to vote on um, Read or Die. All right. Mm. I might vote for Read or Die because that is also just three episodes since we're doing well, that other thing. What's Read or Die? Secret agent uh, for the British libraries, Yomiko Reedman. She's a bibliophile. Infatuation with books. When she purchases one of the books that contains notes for a plan to purge the world of humanity, Yomiko, along with the help of Miss Deep and Drake, uses her power of paper manipulation to stop a group of resurrected men from fulfilling the plan. Okay, a little bit of origami necromancy. Um, I'll I'll take that. All right, we're gonna watch Read or Die, boys. All right. I look forward to that. If you want to send us something, you can send it to mbtpodcast at gmail.com on the Twitter twatters. We are at Magical Broadcast. On Facebook, we are facebook.com forward slash mbtpodcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.